When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He loves the Beach Boys, and I love that song, Don't Worry Baby. And don't forget, uh, played it about uh, 15 minutes ago. Big, big night tickets still on sale. Few left, Ticketmaster, O'Reilly and Rosenberg on stage together October the 27th in Huntington, Long Island at the Paramount Theater with Jim Brewer. Used to have a residency. It's going to be a big, big night. Bill's done big shows there before. He was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best, in my opinion. Not even humble at this point. He is the greatest in this uh, genre of all time, whether it's 9 p.m. weeknights on WABC or his own website, BillOReilly.com. Great interviews, great uh, great TV show, great columns, and, of course, the Killing series, Killing the Witches, the latest in that. Nobody does it better than Bill, the highest-rated segment of any segment, any day of the week on this station is right now, 8.40 on Thursdays, O'Reilly and Rosenberg. Good morning, Bill. I'm uh, recovering. I saw the Beach Boys uh, in West Hampton last Sunday night. Um, you know, the crowd, a lot of senior citizens, and, and it took them a little while. But by the time the Beach Boys hit fun, 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 <laughs> it was it was bedlam. Some lady was dancing and hit me with a cane, so I have a big, big abrasion, but it's, it's healing. You know, I, I saw love lead singer eighty two. Eighty two. And what's funny? And I went to see yeah, Billy. Eighty two. Yeah, eighty two. Johnston is eighty one. He's yeah. a guy that came in very early to yeah. replace uh, Brian Wilson on tour. Yeah. But anyway, the boys sounded great. They're good guys, and uh, I told them about our show, and and they uh, they. That we want to go. I said, you can't. You're going to wear short pants in October. We don't let people in with short pants. <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago, I went to see Billy Joel at the Garden, and I kind of experienced the same thing. There's a lot of elderly people, like women in their 60s, that were going nuts to moving out, yeah. and you know. And uh, it's not like a Taylor Swift or Bruno Mars concert these days, but it doesn't matter. That's, uh, that's our people. That's our music. That's the generation. And we love it nevertheless. Yes? Yeah, and uh, the show that you and I are doing on October 27th is the New York State of Mind, which, of course, we stole from Billy Joel. Uh, <laughs> but he doesn't buy. Um, and it's just going to be about uh, New York, 
and uh, how it has changed dramatically and, and why. And both uh, Rosenberg and O'Reilly have similar upbringings uh, with our uh, genesis in Brooklyn. And uh, it's going to be a lot of laughs. We're going to make serious points, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope everybody will consider it. Ticketmaster, BillOReilly.com, Paramount Theater, all can set you right up. And there's not a bad seat in that theater, so we'd like to see you. You know, you and, talk uh, about uh, you talk about New York State of Mind and the way it was then, and the way it was now. So I was born in 1967. Certainly, 68 was a hectic year for the country. Nixon, I get all that, but I went through a lot of years as a young boy. I was I was 10 years old, Bill, in the summer of 1977, with two teenage and very attractive sisters who liked to go out in Brooklyn and Queens and weren't allowed one summer because a guy named David Berkowitz, son of Sam, was killing people in their cars. I remember that summer from the blackout to the Reggie Jackson games against the Dodgers to summer of Sam very vividly. I was 10 years old, and I yeah. thought at that point New York would never get worse. Now I'm not so sure. And your experience is echoed through everybody listening to our radio show right now and mine too i'm older than you um and in 1977 that was saturday night fever in brooklyn yes now i know you tried to get into the disco but they didn't let <laughs> your olds in uh but even though some people behave like two-year-olds inside the disco so we have so much commonality and and people will it'll, it'll almost be like flashcards of your life this show so it's going to be you'll never forget it if you show up and I sent, uh, you know, I sent uh, the special counsel, Jack Smith, some comps to come to uh, Huntington. <laughs> you know, I, because, I, you know, oh he, he sent back, I can't come because uh, I'll probably be indicting Trump on more charges that day. It's <laughs> oh, not, not enough days in the year for Jack Smith to indict Trump. It's just True. never and, and no, it's a joke. And I, I, I heard your uh, morning message this morning talking about never ends. And look, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. You are. But I speak to attorneys. I've had Takapina on, Dershowitz on, Idala on, the judge. And no one can really explain to me what this one is all about. We know the second one, the document one, that can get very, very troublesome for Trump. We get that. The first one, a complete joke. But this one, they're not saying you incited a riot. What they're saying is... He knew he lost the election. And I can promise you, Bill, and you know this too, he doesn't know that. He really thinks he won. So what exactly are they looking for here? Well, it's an excellent question, and I'm not going to go into the weeds here, but I will tell you that Donald Trump, like most Americans, believes what he wants to believe. And that's something that, that's not good in your life. You should have the capacity to step back, even if something goes against what you want or you like, and look at it clearly. Well, Donald Trump does not have that capacity. So he wanted to believe that he won the election. And I know him as well as anybody knows him. And to this moment, he believes he won the election, as you just pointed out. That's what he believes. If he took a lie detector test, he would pass the lie detector test. But what Smith did was he accumulated information that says that Trump knew 
He lost, but said it anyway, just like the Dominion lawsuit against Fox. Exactly the same thing. But Smith's got to prove it. And it's very difficult avenue for him to do that. Because Trump is going to be able, and his lawyer is going to be able to bring in sworn depositions that say, I told Donald Trump he won the election. They're going to leave 20 people they can depose that are going to say that. Lawyers, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, whatever it may be. And they'll have that, and they'll be able to present that. I don't think it's going to get to the jury, but it might. Um, and they can present it, and that's reasonable doubt. Smith has one cannon and one cannon only, and that's Mike Pence. Because Pence, if he comes in and says, Trump ordered me not to certify the electoral votes, and I told him he can't do that because it's against the Constitution, and he said to me, I know it's against the Constitution, but I want you to do it anyway. Then Trump could go down. The problem for Pence is he have to back it up. He'd have to have memos or someone else in the room that heard Trump say, I know I lost. I know it's against the Constitution, but you do it anyway. I can't imagine that happening. Yeah, I can't if either. It did, if it did, then Trump is through. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. And so I'll ask you this about Mike Pence, who clearly has been upset and deservedly so because Trump did say some horrible things about him. Now, of course, he's running against Trump, so he's got an axe to grind anyway. But uh, in your humble opinion, does Mike Pence come off here as a guy that really cares about the Constitution and this country or a guy that just has an axe to grind with Donald Trump? Um, Pence is a straight shooter. He's an evangelical Christian. That's what everybody needs to know about him. If he, and he's a smart guy, by the way, and he and, he and Trump got along very well. They dined, they had lunch two, two times a week, okay? And Trump listened to Pence. Um, Pence is not a, a guy that goes against the flow. You know, he's a go-along guy. But if he believes that something's wrong, he's not going to do it. You're not going to cajole him into doing it. So when it came down to Trump asking Pence to go to Capitol Hill and refuse to certify the electoral votes, Pence was never going to do that because he's smart enough to know that would have led to the whole country almost collapsing. That's how bad that would have been. And I would have done the same thing if I were Pence. Yeah, I never, yeah, ever yeah, yeah. would have walked in there and done that kind of a radical thing, especially because they didn't have the backup to do it. Right. You know, right? 
Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, but the question for me becomes this. You look at the big days coming up on the calendar, August 23rd, first debate, right? Uh, then uh, next January, you're in Iowa. Next March, Super Tuesday. Sometime next summer, they'll announce the winner. You'll be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Then you'll have uh, November, the election, January. And during all this, now Donald Trump between E. Jean Carroll, three indictments, and a fourth in Georgia, certainly on the way, is going to be in court an awful lot, Bill O'Reilly, an awful lot. So if I've got six major political dates and six or seven court dates, how is it going to be possible for President Trump to really, really campaign like he should be able to? Well, number one, he doesn't have to campaign for the nomination because he'll get it almost like Joe Biden. Joe Biden's not going to campaign. I don't think Biden's going to going to be there by Christmas, but that's just my opinion, and I could be wrong. I think the Biden stuff is Biden's not going to survive this Hunter Biden stuff. There, there's just too much there. So Donald Trump doesn't have to run around a country unless he wants to. He'll get the nomination on the Republican side. Um, he'd be crazy if he shows up to that debate because Chris Christie would just tear his throat out, and it'll, it'll decline, descend into a mud bath. And the next day, no matter what Trump says or does at that debate, the New York Times headline will be, Trump got slaughtered. Trump did this. Trump did that. And, yes, people would watch, but not to the extent that they would understand, the mass voters would understand what happened on that debate stage. It will never be reported accurately. And in order for uh, any of them, Republican uh, nominee uh, candidates, they have to go after Trump. They got to knock him out of the of the game because he's so far ahead. So as far as the court appearances, he's he's in. He has to show up today in D.C. Trump. He'll be a quick in and out. Um, you know, the press is salivating over all of this. But you're right. It's death of a thousand cuts. You, you, you know, every two minutes, he's got to turn around, do a deposition. He's got to do this. He's got to do that. You even lose track of what case, what case is this now? What are you asking me about now? <laughs> yeah. And this is all by design, by the way. Um, you know, Smith didn't have to bring a lot of these charges. I mean, one of the charges is that Donald Trump deprived people uh, of the right to vote. Come on. That's just, it'll get thrown out. Yeah. It's never going to get to a, a trial stage, that, that charge is just foolish. But it just shows you that they say, ah, we'll throw this in. We'll throw that in. Okay? It's like going to Rayo's. Hey, hey, bring that out. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that. You know, so to me, uh, it's a mess for the country. Um, the economic profile of America was downgraded yesterday by Fitch, a powerful agency. Um, people all over the world are looking at us like we're a bunch of idiots. Uh, Putin and Xi uh, are going, these people are in such chaos, such turmoil. Uh, the leadership is so weak. Yep. Uh, it's a civil war. Um, so nothing good. There's nothing good here at yeah. all. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. It's funny. You mentioned Rayo's. It's Thursday. And uh, our mutual friend, Bo Dietl, comes up after you every Thursday in studio. We'll be at Rayo's later on tonight and has extended an invite, of course, to you, Bill, whenever you want. But, you know, you mentioned you did not think Biden was going to be here by the end of the year, all these different controversies, maybe criminal doings may mean the end of his of his run. And I had Lara Trump on a couple of days ago, Donald Trump's daughter-in-law, married to Eric. 
And she said the same thing. She said, look, I don't think my father-in-law is going to take on Biden. And I said, really? Well, who do you think he'll be taking on? And she mentioned all the same names, Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom. But I brought up a name, and I'm telling you, Bill, it sounded to me like she wasn't scared necessarily, but she, at the very least, admitted it would be tough. Take a listen to this, Bill. This is Lara Trump a couple of days ago talking about the possibility of Trump versus Michelle Obama. You know, Michelle has a very high likability rating on both sides of the aisle. She was a first lady. First ladies don't get really in-depth into politics. And so politics, usually they come out a little better than a president. There it is. And she wanted to go, go on to say even more that they've got a you know big following. And she pretty much made it sound like it would be very difficult for her father-in-law to beat Michelle Obama. I think you agree. Yeah, and I heard that. Um, and I had said that many, many times. Not that Larry didn't stole it from me, but Michelle right. Obama is a, would be a populist candidate. She could put together a coalition of uh, minority voters, women voters. Uh, if you look at the Electoral College, uh, it's very close in a lot of states. Um, she'd motivate people to come out. Uh, the press would adore her, canonize her. In fact, she would have to change her name to Saint Michelle Obama. <laughs> it's true. All right. And so she'd go in with every advantage. The downside is that Mrs. Obama, and I know her, has made some very incendiary racial statements. Um, and it would solidify the MAGA people and the Republican Party against her. Um, but she would be far and away the most strongest candidate for the Democrats. Wow, I agree, and uh, she can win. Last one, I want to go back to New York State of Mind for a second, uh, our show together, which, again, I'm, I'm humbled and, and thrilled that you asked me to do this. But uh, I brought up 1977. I was a kid, 10 years old. And now some of the adults, Bill, that I speak to that weren't adults back then and obviously older now, they're quick to say that even during the Rudy Giuliani days, he had so much work to do to clean up the city, they're not sure that New York isn't worse now between the migrants and the homeless and the crime. And a lot of those folks don't think the mayor, Eric Adams, is more concerned with that. They think he's more concerned with what suit he's going to wear, where he's going to go, and to become president one day. So they're nervous. Unlike Giuliani, the public officials are not all in and can't fix it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, there's no strategy to fix it. That's the problem. So Giuliani and Bratton and Bloomberg um, and and the other police commissioners. Ray Kelly. Ray Kelly. Right. Ray Kelly. They had a strategy to fix it. And the strategy worked. But the Adams administration comes in off the worst mayor in the history of this city for eight years, de Blasio, who broke down. All the traditional structure in New York City, all of it, collapsed. Now, when you have that kind of a mess, it's like the New York Mets. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. As soon as they said Mets, the terror dogs <laughs> said, did you hear that? I did. As soon as they I said did. the word Mets, the corgi went wild and started to bark. It's the same thing. The system collapsed. All right? So to Adams... He has got to sit down, put politics aside, 
and, and get a strategy, gets people smart enough to say, here is the problem, homeless, this is what we do. Here is the problem, drug gangs, this is what we do. Here is the problem, tens of thousands of migrants showing up penniless, wanting us to support them, this is what we do. If you have a strategy based on discipline, and it's hard, it's hard, then you can make inroads. If you don't, if it's all BS, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to, you know, if it's all of that, you'll fail. So it's a hard, cold world. You want to take on the drug gangs, you're going to have to get down and you're going to have to go after these people hard. And that touchy-feely rehab crew, you're going to have to ignore them. I think you just nailed it. And I'm not sure that they're going hard after anyone. But I'll say this, the last 20 minutes, you went hard right here, and you were great. So once again, Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. On the way out, for folks who still want to get tickets for our big night together in October, what's the best way? Well, you go to Ticketmaster, you go to Paramount Theater in Huntington, you go to BillOReilly.com, and Sid will be dancing to Saturday Night Fever on <laughs> October 10th. Don't laugh. That would... alone, that alone <laughs> is worth the ticket price. Hey, he was my hero, the great John Travolta, Tony Manero, Saturday Night Fever. Bill, I love you, buddy. Great appearance. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Sid. Take care. That's the great Bill O'Reilly. And, folks, take advantage once again. First of all, check out BillOReilly.com. Does not get better than that. Best news agency maybe in the world. And, secondly, check out the uh, the tickets, Ticketmaster.com, ParamountNY.com, and BillOReilly.com. Fourth and final hour coming up. Bo Deedle's going to be here. Maybe Rudy Giuliani as well. Keep it right here. Sid and friends in the morning. I guess I should. 